This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNS Kinston. There you go. Uh, welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, September the 21st in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 934. It's Hour 2 of episode 934 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really good hour. We had uh, sales executive to the stars for WRNS, Jason Bryant, joining us as he uh, was helping us preview all of these high school football games that have been moved from tomorrow night to tonight in uh, anticipation of bad weather that's going to be coming in. So, uh, again, want to thank uh, Jason Bryant for that. And uh, coming up here, in fact, in just a few moments, we're going to be joined by Christy Overton-Johnson, uh, the uh, organizer and founder of Victorious Living Magazine, and we'll, we'll catch up with her about that. We had her on a couple of times last year leading up to a great event that took place uh, in uh, Pitt County. She is going to help us get ready for that. They're having another event this year. She's going to tell us all about that and a bunch of other things too. But before we get to that, let me thank uh, our good friends over at Down East Protection Systems. Down East Protection Systems of Kenston has been serving Eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. They specialize in residential and uh, commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information or for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. And thank you to Down East Protection Systems for being a sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show and our Friday night football coverage. Also, Thank you to Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years, and I could not be happier with it. Uh, I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for, uh, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. Listen, the beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group organization, uh, church or government agency that needs one here in Eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to our good friend, Danny Rice, to uh, Jared Edwards and to Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kinston. <clears throat> now that's right beside Highland Furniture and it's across from Sale Auto Mall. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, very excited to have her join us again. We we had her live and in uh, color last year in our plush well-lit studio. We're doing it on the Spence Automotive guest line this year, though. It's Christy Overton-Johnson. She is the uh, founder, uh, the publisher of Victorious Living Magazine. Uh, quarterly magazine is distributed throughout prisons in North America and just the uh, you inspired me so much, Christy, when you came in here last year and you were talking about your ministry and talking about your mission and just very excited to talk to you again about this year. And while I have you here on the line, I've got to give you an apology before we even get started. You hooked us up last year with tickets to uh, uh, see Daryl Strawberry and the event you were doing. And I double checked with my fiance to make sure I wasn't uh, hallucinating when I was getting ready to tell you this. We got COVID last year. We both of us ended up getting COVID. I think a day or two before the event. That's why we couldn't go last year. And I am, I, I'm apologizing to you here on the air on all five of our stations right now. Uh, thank you again for hooking us up with that. And I hate that we missed it. How awesome was last year's event, Christy? 
Good morning, Brian. Yeah, last year was awesome. And yeah, I had two tears right up front with oh, your name on it. Oh. So yeah, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great event. I'm telling you, Daryl Strawberry was the real deal. He is the real deal. And he has become a friend and so grateful that he was able to come here. But when he came, he went above and beyond and just so kind. He did question and answer time with um, our sponsors. And we also had an ECU baseball team come out. And it was an amazing day. And actually, Parker Bird, which uh, ECU baseball player who had lost his leg last year in a boating accident, he was there with his father, and the baseball team was there supporting him. And he had actually had a surgery that morning. He had like 26 surgeries within the, that time frame. And he was there with drainage tubes and everything to meet Daryl Strawberry. And Daryl, of course, you know, hung out with him, took some pictures. And this year, Parker is actually going to be on the stage where Daryl was and sitting in the same chair, but now sharing his story. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Uh, as someone, I don't, you probably don't even know this. I do a public address for, I, I'm the backup to the backup public address guy for a lot of ECU sports, including baseball. So uh, I did probably seven or eight games last year, nine or 10 the year before that. And I, I'm very familiar with the Parker Bird story. I mean, just, uh, I, and nothing's been more inspirational, especially last year, Christy, than seeing him out there on the field, uh, you know, I mean, during games and, you know, supporting his teammates and his teammates supporting him, he is quite the inspirational story, isn't he? He is. And that's why this year at our Festival of Hope, um, and we'll talk about, you know, all of that later, but, yeah. you know, I had the option of, of bringing Daryl back. Um, I thought about that because a lot of people didn't get to see him. I looked at some other celebrity names and I just really felt in my heart that that people needed to hear from local heroes of faith, local heroes of hope, you know, that just are these champions that went through some really life-altering events, like Parker losing his leg, losing um, in that moment, it could have been um, these thoughts of, I've lost everything I've ever worked for. And to be able to hear his story, how he had the courage and the strength to be able to get back out there and not only survive what happened to him when he got in that boating accident but thrived yeah. and he is so amazing I just got to write his story for our magazine and interview him and then ghostwrite it and just you talk about the real deal he and his family are the real deal too I mean they are just amazing humble people that they just kept going kept going and uh, their faith was the foundation for them and now they're using their story to touch lives and it's just very exciting to watch you know when you think about and i believe me christy i'm not denigrating uh, daryl strawberry at all i mean he was a a player that i admired growing up and you know was a was a fan of then but for someone that you know he he's a man of a certain generation like uh, like myself i think we're in fact i think we're about the same age <clears throat> But he's had all these years to, you know, reflect on, you know, stuff that he's done and all that. I mean, he, you know, he's got that just wealth of experience and the wealth of all these years to, uh, you know, to, to develop his testimony, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But then you get a, mm -hmm. a young man like Parker who, 
for him to be as mature as he is, and that's and I've got to admit, I've never met him in person. Like I said, I've seen him on the field. I've set up in the press box and heard uh, managers talk about him and just what an inspiration, what a good guy he is. For someone that young to have the type of testimony and to have the type of, you know, helping with a min- with a ministry the way he does, <laughs> that that not only speaks highly of him, it speaks highly of his parents and his family and and the people mm-hmm. around him, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean he's got quite the support system, but he just has this innate, (laughs) he's a perseverer. He's, he's, when you think of that champion mentality, he's, he's got it. And I don't know. I've just never met someone so young. Like when I first, so young, that is so strong. Yeah. And I just absolutely was amazed when I met him. And even that day when I met him at Lake Christie last year, and he had come out, and to talk with him, even though he just had surgery in there, <laughs> I'm talking to him, and I'm like, wow. I mean, this young man, I didn't realize he was just 18. Wow. I thought he had been playing there for years and that he'd gotten this accident. No, he was, he was in between his senior year in high school and his freshman year of college getting ready to step onto the field. He had committed in, I think it was ninth or 10th grade to East Carolina. This was his dream. And to go and to lose your leg and to be in this situation now where it looks like everything is gone and yet he's still smiling. And he's still, he was up on crutches. I mean, just getting there, being there. And just watching him was an inspiration to me. But now that I've gotten to know them and have them over for dinner and interview them, and it's just tremendous how mature he is. So you're right. You know, I think there's going to be a whole different generation of people coming out just to hear him. And that's going to be fabulous. And we keep talking about, you know, people <laughs> coming out. We haven't really introduced the event yet. People Go are like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> No, go ahead, Christy. Tell us about this event that's coming up out of Lake Christy. Actually, it's not at Lake Christy. Oh, so let's okay. get that straight. Okay. Yeah. Y'all come to Lake Christy. Ain't nobody going to be there to let you in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this year, we decided to partner with the uh, Greenville Rex and Park. And they have been gracious enough to let us um, have an event at Wildwood, which is their new park in Greenville, North Carolina. It sits on Barber Lake, which is an extension of the Tar River in the Pamlico Basin. So it's right here off the 264 bypass and in Greenville. It's called Wildwood Park. And the event's going to be September 30th. So a week and a half away, not even a week and two days, two or three days away. And it is going to be something. We've got professional athletes coming in to do a water ski show. Oh, wow. We have a BMX, professional BMX riders coming out to do a show. We have professional basketball handlers that have been on America's Got Talent. Uh, they're Hall of Famers. They are um, in the Guinness Book of World Records. They'll be putting on a show as well. So we have a whole afternoon of festivities. There'll be food vendors out there. And then we're going to come under the pavilion. We have 500 chairs that we've set up for this free event and you come and you sit down you watch the basketball show and then you get to hear from Parker Bird, uh, myself, and we also have Lauren Mira Everett who was the wife of 
former uh, BMX great Dave Muir, who um, passed away about five or six years ago. And she's going to share her story for the first time publicly uh, in, in that's outside of a church setting about losing her husband, about getting going again. And, you know, the whole theme of that event is when life's waves try to take you down, how can you stay standing? Wow. And not only survive it, but thrive even in the midst of it. I am pretty sure if people go out to that again at uh, Wildwood Park, Saturday, September 30th, uh, if they would like to make a donation, you'll probably, you would probably accept them, right? Oh my goodness. That was a great <laughs> one, Brian. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say that. You're my new BFF. So, uh, and I will make sure I have a chair with your name on it. Yeah. So of course this is a, this is our fundraising event for our victorious living prison outreaches, which we do locally and we do all across the United States and even internationally. And so we will receive donations, but the event is free. And our heart towards our fundraising event is to provide an incredible opportunity for people to be inspired. And so we keep our guests first and foremost. We keep the message um, true, and we just want to lift people up and point them to just someone that can help them through this life because life's tough. There's a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm a person of faith. You know that. But God never promised us that we wouldn't have ways. What he promised us is that he can help us through them. And that's what I found as a water skier. A lot of people may not know my background. We kind of just jumped in with my name. But I was a professional water skier for, goodness, I competed uh, 35 years and was on the pro circuit for 25. And it's just been an amazing journey where I learned a lot of life skills and I also learned a lot about faith because I was up, I was down, I was hurting. You know, I had a lot of accolades in the world, but I still um, had a lot of emotional pain, I guess you would say, a lot of disappointment, a lot of physical pain. And it wasn't those trophies that could help me. It wasn't people that could help me. It was my faith that really kept me going and that has now brought me from water sea lakes onto prison yards and onto platforms that I'm not on a boat platform anymore. I'm on a, uh, an actual platform, whether it's through broadcast and podcast or whether it's through standing on a stage at a church or in a prison or at this festival of hope. My, I had ropes of hope my whole life. Like I had hands of hope, like my dad and my mom and coaches and people that were always there to lift me up. And what I found is that in life, a lot of people don't have that. I, I hit the parent jackpot. I was very um, blessed to have faithful and godly parents that were always there for me and always being generous to other people and who were true behind doors. What you saw outside of doors, what you saw behind doors. Yeah. And I didn't realize everybody didn't have that until I got older. And then I was brought into brought into a prison to visit someone, and my heart and my eyes were open to a whole world of um, incarcerated men and women who were parents themselves, who were kids, who were brothers and sons, you know, and I just saw a group of people who were hurting 
who had made mistakes, who had been knocked down, who had fallen down, just like I did in the world of water skiing, and they needed a hand of hope. And that's what I feel like I've been called to be, is to be a voice of hope and extend a hand of hope and help people get connected to a power source of hope so that they realize life's not over. In every season of your life, you can still have victory. As a water skier, my greatest victories were the ones against the toughest competitors and in the toughest conditions. And I'm here to tell you that even when the waves are chopping, you can still win. And uh, But you got to have the tools. And so that's what I've made my life's commitment to be, is to help people to have those tools and to have that voice of hope. To remind them, like my dad reminded me from the shoreline, you can do it, baby. <laughs> you can do it. I absolutely love it. That voice you're listening to is Christy Overton Johnson. Just an amazing, she just kind of gave us the cliff notes of, uh, her, uh, life history. We're going to delve into that here in a moment. Before we do that though, Christy, I've got to thank our uh, title sponsor of the big interview. Our exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank show is UNC Lenore healthcare, uh, nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, Thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Let's jump right back into it. We're talking to Christy Overton-Johnson. She is uh, telling us about a uh, big event that's going to be taking place a week from Saturday on Saturday, September 30th at Wildwood Park in Pitt County, the Festival of Hope. It's going to feature Parker Bird. It's going to feature herself. It's going to feature... The uh, widow of Dave Mara, and just uh, that—that's just—that's an amazing lineup right there of people. But I want to get back into your story, and the thing that fascinates me—I mean, I've still got the magazines that you brought last year, uh, that the Victorious Living magazine that uh, that you produce that goes into every prison. Was it? It's every prison in North America, correct? Pretty close. Pretty I don't close. know that we've hit all of them yet, but we we send in um, to thousands of prisons, but we're also on digital tablets. Okay. And and we not only have the magazine on digital tablets and thousands of facilities, but we have broadcasts and podcasts. There's even Spanish broadcasts. It, it's amazing. Like I watch myself on camera and I'm speaking Spanish. Through a, there's a lady out of Venezuela who does all my lip syncing and translation. And um, it's just, God, I have a great team of people. And, you know, I had a boat crew and I competed in water skiing. Could not do it without that boat crew. And I have an amazing team that surrounds me and who is just so passionate because they've been in some pretty rough waters themselves and they know that they needed that rope of hope too and it changed their life so i get to work alongside amazing people every single day in our organization christy urban johnson ministries and just grateful for my life <laughs> well and the thing is you could you, and we talked about this last year when you came in and 
did the show here in Kenston. But I, I, I don't mind asking you this question again, Christy. And I mean, you could have chosen, I mean, you're a spiritual person. You can tell that just <laughs> you're in your presence for 30 to 45 seconds and it's easy to pick up. I mean, you are a spiritual person. You can tell, you know, you really care for other people, but you could have done any ministry in the world. You could have, I mean, you could have, you could be doing whatever you chose the prison ministry. Why? And you, you kind of touched on it a little bit a couple minutes ago, but I'd love for you to delve into it a little bit, Christy. Why the prison ministry of all the ministries that you could be dedicating your life to and your soul and helping people with why the prison ministry? Yeah. And I'll share that. And, and another interesting thing is, you know, I didn't have to go into ministry at all. Yeah, you know, God yeah. just blessed our family and could have just gone on eternal vacation. <laughs> <laughs> But I couldn't because I had seen something in prison. And, and I will say this. I did not choose it. I would have never chosen it. It okay. chose me. Okay. And okay. so I retired from water skiing in the early, um, well, in the mid-2000s. And so at that point, I had a, I did have a ministry called In His Wakes, and it's still going. And I would work with at-risk youth all across the country sharing with them my love of water sports. And um, also uh, we would bring in faith elements and I just loved it. We, would, we went over to Czech Republic, to Austria, Canada, all these different places, Costa Rica, and we would do our events as well. And it was fabulous. But then I got a letter from a friend named Bill who was from the water sports world. He was a professional boat driver and Bill had committed a crime. And he was arrested, and he was given 15 years in a federal prison. And I'm going to be very transparent here. When he went away, I, like the rest of our sport, had nothing to do with Bill. Okay. And I, I really separated from him because he had been a part of our ministry outreach. So several times I would get phone calls and say, how could you have had that man a part of your ministry? We're not going to support you anymore. And so... I went into protect ministry mode and really I said, I felt like Peter by the fire when Jesus gets crucified. I'm like, I don't know the man. <laughs> that was really me. Like I, I, you know, he's really not that close a friend and I'm really embarrassed to say that. And he went away and then like most people do, he got busy with life, completely forgot about him. And seven years later, he wrote me a letter. He apologized for the harm that he caused our ministry. And he started sharing about his life. And next time I was in the area, I had gotten on his visitation list. And I went down with the blessing of my husband. I said, Tim, can I go visit another man in prison? <laughs> <laughs> and my husband, who is so awesome, who gets the bigger picture, he said yes. So I went to visit Bill. And Brian, the minute I walked in and sat down with him, I was there about three hours something happened in my heart and I can't even explain it. It was like this whole interaction was going on. I'm looking around, I'm seeing a world, I'm feeling compassion and a love for people I didn't even know. And in this natural world, like, you know, my life background and their life background, we should never be crossing paths. Yeah. And so I left there and I knew that I knew who, that I was being called to help people get up and to take this message of hit it, which is what I used to say to the boat driver. I knew that God was asking me to go help people say hit it to him. 
which is the command to go, which is connect to a power source that wouldn't fail them because so many people had already been connected to everything else, just like I have. I've been connected to people. I've been connected to money. I've been connected to accolades. And they're great for a season, but they never lead us to true victory. It's very temporary. And when you get in these waves, they can't help you. And so I left there in 2013. It was August, I think, about 13th or 14th. And I just said yes to the call. And what happened after that was just miraculous. I, about a week and a half later, I got a call from the Florida DOC, Department of Corrections. And I had never told anyone what had happened in my heart. And they said, hey, we just came across your magazine, Victorious Living, which I had been publishing for two years, not knowing why I was publishing it. And somehow they had gotten it. They said, we want this in every prison in the state of Florida. And it just went from there. The next week, people are calling me, having me come in. And then um, Bill Glass Ministries out of Texas, he was a big football player uh, back in the 70s and 70s and 80s. I think it might have been the 60s. I don't even know. He's much older than me. And um, anyway, they were asked me to be a platform speaker to go into graduation ceremonies. And it just took off. And so now it's a national and, and expanding internationally. We have reached millions of lives um, with God's help. And it's just been the most amazing adventure. And Brian, I know a lot of people didn't tune in to hear all this God stuff, but <laughs> it's just such a part of my life. But recently I was just wondering why in the world I had to get taken out of water skiing and be put in this world. And you know, it's been an opportunity for me to really see God work because in water skiing, I had a name. I had all the connections I had. I could call up and say, hey, could you send some money for this water sports event? And it would happen. And I was working myself to death to make things happen. But when I came into this prison world, I didn't know anybody. I had no name. I had no connections except for God. And so I've had to just sit back and watch as things unfold. And it has been the most incredible ride. There's a lot of work that I do behind the scenes. There's a lot of work our whole entire team does, but it's been the most fulfilling work. And I get to fly into prisons and go in. I was just at uh, Pamlico River, excuse me, Roanoke River Correctional this uh, past weekend. Did three events with hundreds of men and with leadership teams. We're getting to do that a lot now, not just encourage and deliver hope to those that are incarcerated, but to the staff, to the leadership that's exhausted. And there's an epidemic of suicide and marriages being just destroyed and mental health issues and physical problems just because the work is so demanding. So we're having the opportunity to do work there as well, and it's just been tremendous. Well. I tell you what, I, I don't know if I said this to you last year, but it was definitely on my mind, and it, I, I'm trying to think of the, the clearest way to say this. It, there's an old adage that, you know, the the best hearts are those that help people who have no way to do anything to help you. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, mm-hmm. it, to be in a ministry where you are helping people, that they're – Really, there's no way that they can, other than saying thank you and hugging you or, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to, they're not going to make you money. They're not going to, you know, improve your standing in the community or anything like that. And that's what you do. I mean, that's what's amazing to me is 
And it amazed me last year when you sat across from me and we talked about this. And Linda was so impressed with you and everybody. I, I, that's why I'm so glad to be able to have you back here on the on the show with me. Is you do stuff for folks. I guess cut to the chase, Brian. You do stuff for people yeah. who can. I, well, I, I start to blither when I start getting a little emotional. So you got to forgive me for that, okay? But you do stuff, Christy, you and your team for folks that can't really do anything for you. I mean, you're saving lives, you're saving families, and God bless you. I don't even know what else to say other than that. God bless you, and you're just an amazing person with an amazing soul, and uh, just so blessed to so blessed to know you. Okay, we are very kind, and and I will tell you this though, I our team gets more in return, not that they're giving us something like money or anything like that but we get more than what we give. And yesterday I was having to pull a bunch of pictures um, to go get laminated and put on poster boards for our event. And I was looking at myself. And, that sounds like I'm looking at myself in these pictures. <laughs> but what caught me I, was the joy on my face, the, the laughter that was happening. The, it was pure joy. Yeah. And I just looked at those pictures and I smiled because it's like when you're when you're serving other people who can't do something for you, it takes, first of all, you're not thinking about yourself. So I'm not thinking about, okay, this hurts, that hurts, which it does. <laughs> it, it, you know, you're not thinking about your own problems. You're just there in the moment giving. And that's what we were created to do. And that's why there's some, it says you're created to do good work. You're created to help people. You're created to be kind. And so when you're doing those things, you're fulfilling your purpose, and there's pure joy in that. And so I leave there, and I'm exhausted, but I'm glowing. As are, you know, our ministry team, none of us who would have chosen this. We've got formerly incarcerated people. We've got people who were addicted to meth and heroin for decades. We have people who... Never had a speeding ticket. We've got pastors on our staff, and we are a hodgepodge of people. <laughs> but we have all discovered the same thing, that there's so much joy in serving, first God, and then second. I thought he'd steal all the fun out of my life. But I'm having more fun and more contentment and more joy than I ever had on top of a ski podium. But all of that, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for everything I learned on that water. I'm thankful for the platform as a world champion that it's given me because when I do go into these prisons, you got some respect from the men. Yeah. You know, hey, that woman, that woman's an athlete or, or you know, even though I haven't skied in forever and or competed in forever, there's this, this respect that they have because of the hard work it took to get there that they'll come and listen. And so I'm grateful just for all the different experiences in my life it's, there's been ups and downs just like everybody but it's not always been easy nothing's worth having is ever easy though so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening keep keep going keep saying hit it you got a choice hit it or quit it and um, if you haven't found a place to serve do something for someone else and don't even worry about if they're going to repay you because 
it's not it's not serving if you're doing it to get repaid <laughs> or even and, to get a thank you. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, we're getting up against the clock here, but I've got to say yeah. this: I no, no, no. I think I need I need to talk to you like every month or so just to well, bring just, me on. I love just, it. <laughs> I love this. I mean, I sincerely. I mean, I I am sitting here inspired in Kenston, North Carolina, right now. But one last time, let's uh, hit this one more time. Hey, let's hit it one last time. Tell us about the Festival of Hope Saturday, okay. September the thirtieth. September the 30th at Wildwood Park in Greenville, North Carolina. We're going to be having the Festival of Hope. You can arrive at 1 o'clock. At the, you can arrive anytime the park's open. But at 1 o'clock, the food vendors will be there. There's uh, Chick-fil-A for the first 200 free Chick-fil-A. We also got Bill's Hot Dogs. We've got barbecue, snow cones, and, um, oh, my goodness, Simply Natural ice cream, Pepsi products. Then at 2 o'clock, we're having our first exhibition with ProTown BMX. And then following that, we'll have the water ski show. And then we come under the pavilion around 3 o'clock, and we will have a basketball show that you will not want to miss and all the testimonies. So the event itself, it's an, it's an all-afternoon event. The first exhibition, like I said, starts at 2, runs till uh, 5.30. But you don't want to miss any of it. You want to plan to spend your afternoon. You can grab food before the event, during the event, and even grab some dinner on the way out. So just plan to come. It's uh, free. And all the proceeds, proceeds, if you do desire to donate to our ministry, will go to support these incarcerated uh, men and women across the United States and the leaders of our correctional system. And it'll help us be able to deliver hope. Uh, nationally, locally, and internationally. I absolutely love it. I am. I was looking at my calendar for September. I'm actually. I'm calling an ECU volleyball game that afternoon. I'm going to. I'm going to go by there after that. I'm going to do my best. I, let, let's say that. I hate to say I'm going to do something. Then COVID rears its head like it did last year. I hope I don't. Do no, that. no, no COVID for there you. Go. But hey, and if you come, if you come early, I'm going to have you do some of our announcements. Seriously. Wow. I would love. We're doing them every fifteen minutes during the the pre-show stuff, so I want to hear your voice on that radio. Well, I would be very honored. Listen, Christy Overton <laughs> Johnson, you are you're an amazing soul. That's all I know to say. You're an amazing soul. Thank you for joining us here on the show this morning, and I will be announcing this every day between now and next Saturday Thank here you. on the show. Okay. Thanks. And if anybody needs information, call three five two, not two five two, three five two four seven eight. Two zero nine eight, and Mr. Pat will be able to help you. There you go. Three five two four seven eight two zero nine eight. Uh huh. Thank I you so it. much, Christy. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. That Christy Overton Johnson. Thank you so much to her for joining us here on the show, and I, just like last year, <laughs> have her on here, and I, I'm ready to run through a damn wall. She is. She's an amazing, amazing person. An amazing event. We'll talk about that more uh, as we get closer to it on September 30th. Let's get uh, John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up today's show right after that. Today is Thursday, September the 21st in the year of our Lord 2023. It's now time to play the birthday game. I got to tell you, it's a game that, uh, Dawson, you won yesterday. You won Tuesday. You won Monday. You've won all three days this week so far. All I want to talk about is... Has the drug test come back from when he threw out the first pitch yet? <laughs> I'm saying he's roided, he's juicing. Man, how have we not talked about that this week so far? But it happened a week ago today, and our boy, Jonathan Massey, holding his child in his left arm. Mm-hmm. Now, standing in front of the mound, but still, that only knocked out about six feet. 
seven feet off of it. So I'd say a solid 55-foot pitch, 57-foot pitch down the heart of the plate at a juicy 68 miles an hour. Dude. That's probably generous. <laughs> I, okay, maybe I'm okay. 62 miles an hour. Yeah. I would I would give myself maybe 51 to 53. That's probably where it was sitting. Well, I got to tell you, I've been proud of you many times in the 20 years that I've known you, Jonathan Massey, and I have. You've given me many reasons. <laughs> oh, you were serious. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Good stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff. But that, that's got to be top three. I was about to say top five. That's got to be top three most proud moments I've ever had for you. One was when you said, I guess number one was when you saved a person down at the beach from dying. You swam in and you saved their life, which, dude, that, would you not admit, that, that's pretty awesome. Number two's got to be a heck of a drop-off <laughs> if number three is the pitch. Well, let's see. Number two is when he graduated from high school because I got to tell you, I didn't really think that was ever going to happen, okay? Uh -huh. So to be at his graduation, I mean, I was I was pretty damn proud that day, okay? I <laughs> 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 uh, Just laughing at Massey's facial expression. I'll be honest. I was surprised he was able to make it there because you know they don't know how to read in Wilkes County. So... <laughs> There were no directions that involved a possum stump. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait. Uh, a possum stump? What the heck? I is don't that? know what it is, I but know. I love it. I do too, but I've never yeah. heard of it before. Yeah. And this would be number three of uh, times I've been most proud of you, dude. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, that was truly awesome. Look, I told, uh, I told, <laughs> I told my mom because she was, she was asking about it, which they didn't play it on the news like they like they said they would. They didn't. Really? Yeah. Well, dude, I've got it recorded in there. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, so. we can we can probably get up in North and get the footage. Yeah, he'll send but, it. But uh, I told my mom, I said, if, if I wasn't married <clears throat> and I went out on that field and did that, I would have had a line of women wrapped around the stadium trying to trying to get my phone number. Yeah. He is three names. But, yeah, I mean, that was very impressive. I've got to tell you, I was very, very impressed. What about you? You're not even that big and of a sports fan. <laughs> I'm not repeating that. It was a, uh, it was a uh, non sequitur. So, get the old editing finger limbered up. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that pitch that was that was impressive, and I the the video of it that's on Facebook. I'm I'm working on a column. When I say working on it, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but it's going to be about how you had a radio controlled baseball, and someone from the stands was controlling it. You know, when you made that comment on Facebook. I knew, I'm like, this is going to be a call. And that's well, going to be the premise. That would be mm. funny. That would be funny. But, yeah. dude, I just, if I hadn't have been standing right there and watched you do it, I wouldn't have believed it. I'm serious. I mean, because I had the best angle just sort of right over your right shoulder watching you do it. And it was effortless. I mean, you had Maris in your left arm. You didn't even really wind up. You just whoop, and you zipped it right in there. And, I mean, I, I think you and I looked at each other and we went, what the heck did we just witness? It was very impressive, dude. I could never. I would have dropped Maris. I would. <laughs> dude. I, I'm not joking. It would. Well, not if you wanted to get it on Channel 12, that's probably what it would have taken. Yeah. Well, I hate that Luke didn't do that. He's a good dude too. I've seen him a couple times since then. I didn't even think about asking him. Like I said, it's on my DVR. I just haven't even. I didn't. They were probably <laughs> worried about being inundated with female phone calls to the station and just shutting them down. Yeah. I mean, look, you have you have a very very manly, very virile guy yeah. out on the field, holding a baby, throwing a baseball. I mean, it's it's American. Yeah. It's sexy. Okay. And the women crave it. Okie dokie. Red, white, and blue sex appeal right here, folks. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. Glad uh, I brought that up. You're welcome. <laughs> you did. I'm putting that one on you, okay? This segment is sponsored by Jacques Passlick and Gawico Office Automation. Well, he's sexy and all-American. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you. You won, you've won all three oh, days this week so far. Oh, okay, well, Jacques Passlick, he, if he'd made that pitch, he'd be holding seven babies, and he would have thrown the pitch so fast it would have knocked the uh, catcher back to uh, McElwain Street. But anyway, that's how powerful of a businessman he is. If you want your business to... Uh, to go through the roof, and uh, you want to have so much folding money, you need two wallets. You go see Jacques Passeleg and uh, the folks at GoEco, and they'll have you in high cotton in no time. Back to you, Brian. I love it. And uh, Jonathan Massey, Mr. Viral All-American, sitting over there uh, with hair poking out of your Seku uh, polo shirt. Well, I ran out of gas there, John. I don't know if you can tell. I built all the way up to that and then just... Uh... Just do what I do and say, that's all I got, and keep going. <laughs> there you go. How do we get hold of Jacques Passeleg? You dial 252. <clears throat> 252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. And why wouldn't you do that? that Back to you, John. Awesome. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got, uh, let's see, uh, we've got two musical hints here to start today's. Massey, I think this is in your ballpark. So if we were playing... Uh, is it Reba? Uh, Martina McBride. It's not Jody Messina. It's... Uh, Mel Tillis. After, the, after, he had the, after he had the surgery, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get to the chorus. Here we go. Here we go. <coughs> I know the song. Yeah. Mary Chafin Carpenter. This kiss. Faith Hill. Oh, okay. Huh. Best He's, thing she ever did other than, you know, existing was, uh, yeah, I know. The, she's married to Tim McGraw. Is, is she married to Tim McGraw? Yeah, good looking couple. They are, but she wears too much eye makeup. You know, I was in the middle of a story. <laughs> we all know she looks good. Yeah. News flash. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not finishing my story now. Please finish your story. <laughs> no, you had your chance. Easy on the eyes. No, she's a troll, Brian. <laughs> she looks like a jack-o'-lantern in a microwave. Faith Hill. Tell Please finish your story. No, 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 yeah, no. You interrupted me three, three times. No. Um, 50, hmm, 56. How about a boy over there gets it right on the nose? Faith Hill. So she's at the Tim McGraw concert, the guy she's married to, and some woman comes up out of the crowd or something and starts grabbing onto his pants or something, and she goes out and almost beats the woman up and grabs the microphone and says, get your own blankety-blank man. And it wasn't like prime time cussing. This was HBO cussing. Wow. It was fantastic. That, uh... She that came out on. Me, does it, that makes me like her more. She came out on. Uh, she was on the Letterman show like a week after it happened, and Paul Schaefer looked at her and said, "Get your own blank." He just reenacted it, and it was yeah. pretty funny. Well, that's awesome. Okay, well, uh, he's the lead singer of this band. Who got? Oh, you got that right on the nose. One and nothing. John Dawson leaves.
God, what a long buildup. It's not Oasis, is it? It is Oasis. Is that Champagne Supernova? From the album? Uh, something maybe. What? What's the story? Morning Glory. Yep. Year? It was 1990-something. I don't know. I know uh, a guy from the jam played the guitar solo. Paul Weller. 1995. Uh, but yeah. this is a uh, lead singer is? Noel Gallagher or the other one's brother. brother. Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher. I like that. I kind of And I know Oasis had that quasi U2, you know. Uh, well, no, they just, they mainly ripped off British Invasion people. But I like this song. I like this song and that song Lila. Pretty good. Caught beneath the landslide. Are they still, they're not still together, are they? No, they broke up. They were like the kinks. It was brothers and they were always fighting and now they have their own separate. Well, this is pretty good. Champagne Supernova. Off the album, What's the Story? Morning Glory came out in 1995. Jonathan Massey, how old is Liam Gallagher today? The Gallagher or Gallagher? Gallagher. So, Noah was the relatively sane brother, right? The guitar player songwriter, yeah. Yeah. Liam was the one that was causing the problems. Liam was the younger brother. 56. You say 56. He's not, but I wish he was because that would have been my perfect little. He's not 56. So. Fifty-five. He's born September 21st, 1972. So he's only 51 today. So congratulations. Yeah. This was an underrated song, dude. I like it was it. a hit. It was a hit, but it. It's not there. <clears throat> it's not what a Wonderwall. Yeah, you're right. I could have played Wonderwall. But I like this that is was, a better song, I think. Thank you. I, I agree. I'm just yeah. saying it wasn't the Wonderwall of their catalog. No. I love this right here. This is the bridge, right? It's not the chorus. So. This is the guitar solo. Yeah, but he's singing, though. Oh, well, you're, I, us talking over it confuses me. Okay, well, that's the last musical hand, so I guess I got to pot it down, right? Yes, you do. Okay, there you go. Uh, you lead two to nothing, John Dawson. It goes back to you. You love her for her, and this is going to totally give it away right here, for her uh, being in last man standing. But I got to tell you, I first fell in love with her in Three Men and a Baby. It's Nancy Travis. Yeah. She was on that show Becker also. I don't get a, oh. a girl. <laughs> and exactly. Good-looking mom, you know. Real-world good-looking. Good, real-world good-looking, yeah, but still. Yeah. Don't, don't make it gross. <laughs> Have you met me? I'm trying to keep the show on the air, Brian. I, I know you are, dude. So, Nancy Travis, how old is she today over there, John Dawson? And, and by the way, just to, while you're thinking about it, it's a great day for birthdays, man. Why do you hear these next two? I'm being in all sincerity. I mean, this is just an awesome day for birthdays here on September 21st. Fifty-nine. You say fifty-nine. What do you say, John? Jonathan Massey. Sixty. She was born September twenty-first, nineteen sixty-one. So she's sixty-two today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. Yes. <laughs> it's now two to one. It goes to you. If I said this is all I let's let him try to guess because you're going to get it. Okay. The scariest author ever that wrote the most scary books. It would be Stephen King. 
Yeah. Stephen King. We all agree on I that. I was going to say Nicholas Sparks, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking here because of the way my mind, and I just saw a commercial for this the other day. I was going to say R.L. Stein. Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah that's because you've got a two-year-old, and she's no. It was oh. there was, it, but it was fresh in my head because I saw this commercial okay. with um, Justin Bartha or somebody the other day. I, I'm telling you, growing up, I read so many Stephen King books. Uh, my stepmom was really into them. And here is this 11, 12-year-old kid reading all these. I know. That's not I, a good idea. I, I wonder how much it's shaped who I am today, dude, because... Uh, that's... I mean, I read Carrie. I read The Shining. I read, uh, oh, don't you know... Uh, the Stand. The Stand when I was like 12 years old. And by the way, both of you, yeah, you're going to have to cut this. You were snap out to uh, had. I had nothing to do oh, with it. Oh, you didn't. Okay, you, Jonathan yeah. Massey, who. Oh, who's we also a, need to. Whose idea was it to do Limp Biscuit? That's who's going to pay. It was actually mine. That was his idea. But I was trying to throw him off of the trail. It was his idea. And so I go up to Shane Albee, and, uh, I'm, or I called Shane Albee. I'm like, I know Jonathan's already talked to you about this song I want you to play. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, will you play when we walk out on the field, Limp Biscuit?" Uh, I actually asked him to do a little bit of, uh, you know, that this is John Dawson's favorite version of Behind Blue Eyes, but he didn't say that. Or did he? I, I mean, would have hit you in front of the whole stadium full of people <laughs> you had done that. That would have been funny. But then my good friend over here and uh, adopted son, Jonathan Massey. What about, oh, you want to know what I, I had, uh, I messaged Janelle and had her tell Shane to play um, Don't Fear, Don't the, Fear Reaper. the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Because it was in a Stephen King movie. It was in The Stand. Yeah. Which is one of the scariest scenes is when Don't Fear the Reaper. And, and see, the song is about a couple that their love transcends that they even though they die, they're still together in the afterlife. So I'm trying to figure out how it worked into the Stephen King thing. I will have to find that on YouTube and play it for you. And you'll see it's when everybody was dropping dead from the, uh, from the virus. And they're playing Don't Fear the Reaper while everybody... It starts in the lab, which ironically enough with, you know, what we've had here. And it starts in the lab. And, I mean, people are in their, you know, their lab outfits or their lab uniforms. And they're eating soup and sandwiches. And their faces are splashing in their soup with their... No soap uh, for you. Dude. Oh, too soon. And so uh, I made the mistake of telling a young Jonathan Massey this. Uh, <laughs> You've also made the mistake of telling him. Yeah, that no. was the best. What That gag went for, what, three or four years before the truth it came out? Longer than that, probably a decade. I left it on, the, on the Hank's answering machine at work one weekend when I knew he wasn't there, and he blamed Massey for at least four or five years. Yeah. Well, and how it, would you know it? I didn't know he had told you that. I mean, the only person <laughs> that knew on this planet was John. I was think Jonathan you had Massey. made it public that that song creeped <clears> out. <throat> Well, it was bad, and uh, anyway, so that's what. And now I got to admit, in the interest of full disclosure, I didn't hear it walking off the field the other day, but y'all told me about it. Yeah. Because uh, I was just still just reveling in uh, "Behind Blue Eyes" by Blue Oyster Cult, be, Blue Oyster, by uh, Limp Biscuit being played. So. Uh, all right, pal. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, uh, Stephen King over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is Stephen King today? And I did. I read a lot. I mean, I read, like I said, Carrie and uh, The Stand and The Shining, and I can't even remember, dude. Too many, too many Stephen King books as a 10, 11, and 12-year-old. But not Stand By Me. I did not read Stand By Me. Well, that was a short story anyway, though. That, did, that wasn't a standalone book. That was part of... Uh, Would have been easier to read. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Stand By Me wasn't scary. Did you think it was scary? It was gross. I didn't think it was scary, scary. Let me tell you something, man. You be a 12-year-old and read the, uh, read the stand where the whole world is dead or the whole world except for like. So I'm saying maybe you could counterbalance it with something that's not so horrible. There you go. Maybe that's what I should do. It's too late now for me. How old is he, Massey? 76. Did you know that? No. But what do you come up? I'm serious. That's a good guess. I mean, well, obviously you, you born were, September 21st, 1947. You were reading him at 12 years old. So that would have been 1981. Uh, and that would have put him, if he was 25 years older than you, that would have put him in his mid to late 30s. So, or not well, 25, 20. Regardless, yeah. yeah you're, a lot of math, a lot of math. Lots of math. But look at you. And he was, this is what got me about him, guys, is he was so prolific. I mean, he would write two books a year, and they were all just best-selling, scary-as-crap books. How does someone have that much imagination and... I, I could know. crank out two a year if that's all I had to do. They'd probably be horrible, but I could crank out two a year easily. And they'd be bestsellers? And You get me the age, and I'll give you the book. There you go. Okay, well, it's two to two. You've rallied back, Jonathan Massey, and it comes down to this. Uh, man, I, he, I believe he started on Saturday Night Live. But, I mean, he was in Caddyshack and in just a ton of other movies, too. It's Salmon Rushdie. <laughs> no, not Salmon oh. Rushdie. Uh, in fact, he's got some golf. Uh, Bill, Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, man. He's got, and he's a big Chicago Cubs fan. I isn't, like Bill Murray, don't you? Isn't he part owner of the Charleston River Dogs? I believe so. He yep. and his brothers own some a restaurant or restaurants together. Um, I, def- I definitely like his... His art, now, the other stuff, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Yeah, but you know. Bill Murray, he was on Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah, he came in. At, Chevy Chase left after one season, and then Bill Murray came in. But they were both in uh, National Lampoon at the same time, which is SNL is just National Lampoon with a camera. Yeah. Um, Seventy-three. He was born September the 21st in the year of our Lord, 1950. He said, man, this was an exciting birthday game. I really like this, dude. You got two perfect. He got two. He got one perfect. But for the fourth day in a row, John Dawson, you win. You're now up nine days to eight. I mean, this is uh, going to be a pretty good month. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Hey, got a couple local birthdays here. Connor Bright uh, from Parrot Academy and uh, the Air Force Academy. Came here, what, two years, three years with the baseball team? I know he didn't play his senior year. Yeah, he, uh, I think he played his, he played, he pitched in front of the crowd here his yeah. junior year. That, that was awesome. I remember, because I, I got to announce that, and man, the crowd, it was a very good reaction, but, uh, but Connor Bright, good kid. Got married uh, right after he graduated. Yeah. Yeah, hey, well, Coach Bright, I didn't get my invitation. It was in I Colorado, still, though. Well, so. I still, I gave him, after he pitched that game, and they were getting ready to leave, I gave him so much guff about going to Parrot Academy, even though his dad was the headmaster. Yeah, yeah, uh, because he's a Green County guy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you could have you could have brought Green County baseball to prominence, but you choose to go to this this upscale school in Lenore County, mm-hmm. traitor. Mm-hmm. But great kid. I like it. Good kid. Very good kid. And then uh, one of the best uh, sports columnists 
I ever read and I had the opportunity to meet him a couple times. Super, super nice guy. Uh, retired from the Charlotte Observer now, but Tom Sorensen, uh, just, I wish I had 5% of the talent that he had. I mean, he, every kind, you ever, and you were sort of this way, John. I, mean, I don't remember you ever writing any duds, you know, I mean, and everybody's do a dud now and then. You didn't have it. Tom's the same way. Uh, never had a dud. I remember every column I ever read by him. It was a th- it was a thrill and a joy to read his columns. That's the way I felt about you too. Thank but uh, happy birthday to Tom Sorensen. Happy birthday to Connor Bright. And if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Indeed, we will. And thank you again so much to uh, Jason Bryant, to Christy Overton Johnson. Uh, quick update: Bethel is still on for tomorrow night in football. Also, rest in peace, Perry Lychek, uh, former baseball coach uh, here in the county. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.